Hey friend, welcome to the Diana Get Social podcast where we talk about social media, design, mindset, and all things connected to being a modern day business owner. I'm your host, Diana Brasino, former social media and creative director turned founder of DGS Studio, a socially creative hub helping brands ready to showcase their worth, become the go-to resource within their niche, all while keeping as much work in-house as possible. I believe in giving it to you guys straight up through a real talk, no bullshit lens. Here, we're really big on sharing the things you absolutely need to hear. So let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode. So one of the topics that has always been really close to my heart is mental health. And for those of you that are relatively new to following me, maybe you don't know yet, but I struggle with depression. And it used to be something that I thought would stop me from even being able to attempt running a business. And not just depression, but hello, we also have imposter syndrome that happens, whether you have mental health issues or not. Everybody gets a little bit of that nasty imposter syndrome that is not fun at all. So I kind of just thought that having a business wasn't really in the cards for me at times because how could I think that I could run a business when my mood was sometimes just so unpredictable where maybe I feel on top of the world one week and then the next week I feel like shit or maybe I wake up feeling amazing and then by the end of the day I feel like total shit all over again. And I started realizing that I was kind of putting myself in this victim mentality where I had no control whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong, it's definitely very hard to work through depression and work through any kind of mental struggle that you're going through. And a lot of the times the easiest thing to do, even if we're not consciously thinking this, is to just assume that we have no control whatsoever over our moods and that is not entirely wrong and not entirely right either because there are times where we're doing everything that we can and these moods will still happen but we do have some power now before i started this business that i have right now i had tried opening a bunch of different other businesses it kind of goes with my first episode where i talked about finding purpose where i started a bunch of things wrong thing well i wouldn't say wrong more like they taught me about myself, but it wasn't the right direction to head. And actually, one of those businesses that I started, it was actually my first taste of entrepreneurship, and it was called Happy Tales Adventures. And I actually still own that company name to this day. And it was a luxury dog sitting company. And basically, I would only take two to three dogs at a time, and people could pay me to take just one for a premium price. And it was so awesome because (laughs) this is pretty funny, guys. I even upsold Skype calls for dogs. And it wasn't even something that I thought of offering at first. It was just one of my clients that were like, oh, um, we're going to be going to Europe on a two-week vacation. But can we Skype with Benji and, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the other dog. But Benji, and I think it was Benji and Chloe, if I remember correctly. Benji and Chloe. Can we Skype with them? And I swear, guys, I kid you not, we were on like a 30-minute Skype call where I was pretending to talk like a dog, like, hey, mom, how are you? And some of it, I was talking like a regular human being, but it was just a dog talking to another human being. I mean, it's a parent. It's a pet parent. Um, But that kind of just showed me that no idea is stupid as long as there's a demand for it. But anyway, that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. I didn't keep on running that business because I was running it out of my parents' home. And the HOA was like, hey, you can't keep running a dog sitting business here from your home, even though it wasn't like a freaking crazy pet kennel. 
Um, but anyway, that gave me my first taste of entrepreneurship and what it would take. And from there on out, I really just focused on learning a lot of things. And along the way, I just kept coming across my depression and my mindset as this factor that was holding me back. And it's crazy because your brain has such a weird way of fucking with you. Like, you'll do something that's amazing for you. You'll accomplish something big and scary and fucking awesome. And then your brain is like, but you're going to fail. <laughs> Just saying, you're going to fail. <laughs> and it's such a douchebag. And sometimes we listen to it. And, and you know what? I have this analogy about my depression and about my nasty thoughts that I think applies to a lot of things and maybe it'll help you too. But I have this analogy where I view my depression as a passenger in a car that I am driving. Now, a lot of the times when I'm having a good day, I am the driver. I am in control of the steering wheel and I decide where we're turning, where we're going. Now, my depression and these like ugly thoughts, imposter syndrome and all of these things, I think that they're always going to be there. But where exactly they are in this car of mine depends on how in control I am. So on a really good day, I have that shit locked in the trunk. I'm like, bye, motherfucker. And it's fucking stuffed in the trunk. And it's like, get me out of here. Get me. <laughs> okay. And then sometimes I let my guard down a little bit. And maybe I listen a little bit to like those muffled screams of my depression just locked in the trunk of my car. And then it somehow manages to creep into the backseat of my car. And I can see it in my rear view mirror. I can see it sticking out its tongue at me like, Diana, you stupid bitch. Listen to me. You can't do shit. And then if I keep entertaining that depression and its thoughts and picking apart why am I a stupid bitch, then it makes its way to the passenger seat and then it has an opportunity to take control of the steering wheel. So in everything that I do, I try to be aware of where is it right now? Like how, how much value am I giving these thoughts that come into my brain? Because I am not my thoughts. You are not your thoughts. I know that that's something that we hear all the time, but... I feel like sometimes we forget how true that is. You know, it's like we have like this good angel on one side and then the bad angel or the devil on the other side and they're both whispering at us and we don't know who to listen to. And look, I'm a realist. I don't expect to live in this constant bubble of happiness and fucking rainbows. But when the storm hits, I want to know and I do know that I have the power to go back into that driver's seat and turn everything around. And... The fact of the matter is also this, sometimes when we're going through these depressive thoughts or just regular nasty thoughts, if you don't deal with depression, the imposter syndrome, all of that stuff, sometimes there is some truth to these thoughts. Now, I'm not saying you actually are stupid or incapable or anything like that, but sometimes these thoughts that we have are trying to tell us something. So for example, in a time that I felt like, oh, I don't have what it takes, I'm not talented enough, or I'm not skilled enough, or I don't feel confident enough. Okay, well, why do I feel this way? And what can I do to make myself feel better? So what I've done in situations like that to make myself feel more confident and more capable is I'll pick up a book and I'll read it, or I'll buy a course and I'll learn from it, or I'll go to a workshop, whatever. I'll learn something. I'll do something that makes me feel empowered and helps me kind of just be like, fuck you to this emotion that I have. This is what I'm doing to better myself. And sometimes that works to take it away right away and sometimes it takes time. But the thing is, when we are having these thoughts, we need to be super aware of 
why are they happening and what can we do to help ourselves you know because it's kind of like for example hiring a personal trainer you know i view it in this way like for example i was on i was on antidepressants right um, i don't anymore and it's not that i have anything against antidepressants um but i was only taking antidepressants and i wasn't really doing anything else to help myself right i wasn't going to the gym i wasn't mindful of what was going through my brain um, I wasn't eating very well. Um, I wasn't happy with my job and where I was at in life. I had a lot of things that I really needed to take a long, hard look at and just reassess and find a way to fix. So sometimes we are doing one thing that might help us. Like in that case, I was taking the antidepressants, but I wasn't doing that much. And we have to really look at what are we doing that we could better or what can we add to it or what can we take out what are the things that make us feel this way? So overcoming depression, overcoming imposter syndrome doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be gone forever. Sometimes it just means that we have to review our life and review the things that are going through our brains and analyzing the triggers and analyzing the boundaries that we have to set and the actions that we need to take so that we don't feel that way. And also realizing that whatever we're trying to do is big and it's scary and that's fucking great. And imposter syndrome is going to happen because I view my brain as this overprotective helicopter parent that just wants the best for me, but they never want me to get hurt. They want me to just stay in this protected bubble. So it's like this defensive mechanism that happens when you're going to do something really big and scary. Your brain is like, wait, hold up. Why don't you just go back to that nine to five and play it safe? I mean, you might not be a millionaire, but at least you know you're going to make $25 an hour for the rest of your life. Um... No, thank you. Or $15 an hour, whatever. Um, but anyway, so I recently quit my job. Actually, I quit my job the week of episode one. And it has been a crazy transition for me mentally in the sense that this is a whole new load of pressure that I've never experienced before. And if I'm being completely transparent with you, this first week has been jam-packed with imposter syndrome like I have never felt before. And I had been surrounding myself in my online world and I'm looking to surround myself in my physical world with like people like this too. But so far in the social media world, I've been surrounding myself with people that I consider really talented, really freaking awesome that I look up to. But if I'm not aware of the way I'm thinking, I start to feel bad about myself. Like, fuck, like, look at them. They're so good at what they do. Who am I to even try this? Or like the first day that I was working for myself, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why did I think I could do this? This is crazy. Like, I'm supposed to make how much money? How am I going to do that? I'm like, I'm halfway there. Oh my God, what? <laughs> and it's just scary shit. And your brain starts saying like, just what, what were you thinking? What were you thinking that you could take this big leap? So that's what I've been working through this week. And Monday and Tuesday were really hard and Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday morning, I woke up still in that bit of a funk with imposter syndrome, depression, and all that yucky stuff. And I literally just talked out loud to myself, like, come on, Diana, you're a badass bitch. You can do this. I mean, look at everything you've done. I mean, to be able to quit your job and go and do this, that took a lot of strength. You've done a lot. And there's still a lot to go, but remember how far you've come. And 
from there, I was like, okay, what can I do to feel capable, to feel confident, to feel like I've got this and I'm going to hit these scary goals because the scared, the scared factor is there. And I like to have that fire under my ass to keep me going. I don't want to be comfortable, but at the same time, I don't want to be destroying my brain just thinking I can't do things. So I have to keep this healthy level of discomfort, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to pitch myself on social media and I'm going to talk to a lot of people and I'm going to just make shit happen. Really just make shit happen today. As long as I can make something happen today and just put the framework in place, I'm going to feel better about myself. And I did. I woke up feeling like shit. And by the end of the day, I felt amazing. Now, that doesn't mean that every single time you do this, you're going to feel amazing. Don't create that pressure for yourself. Just be okay with taking these baby steps and be okay with having days that are going to be completely icky. But what matters is that you are aware that you are aware of what your thoughts are and what you're doing and that you actually are in control. I think that's what really matters. I'm no business expert or mental health expert. I just really like sharing with you guys from my own experience. And this is actually a topic I want to share a lot more on, but I want to talk about this today because it's something that happens a lot as an entrepreneur. I mean, to anybody, but in this entrepreneurial world, you're on social media and you're seeing people, you know, doing their hashtag live in my best life. And you start to feel like you're a failure because your life doesn't resemble this Instagram picture of somebody on some inflatable unicorn float in the middle of the ocean in Bali sipping on champagne. You're like, what the hell? You know, it's like it's like people start their businesses and then day two, they're already succeeding and you start to put yourself down and you think that you need all the bells and whistles, but you can't afford them. So you think you're a failure and you're just not cut out for this. And then it just spirals into this into this whole thing where you're belittling, belittling yourself and just self-deprecating behavior that's so fucking nasty because we're not truly thinking about where our thoughts are going. We're just letting them happen and go crazy. And then it's like you plant this one seed and it just goes out of control and it begins to take root and you keep watering that. You keep watering that plant and letting that negative thought grow. So... Anyway, guys, it's a lot to process and it's a crazy process to go through when you're trying to start your own business. Um, just remember that this wasn't meant to be easy and what you see isn't always what's really going on on social media. Um, but don't make it about other people. Don't make it about putting down other people's success. Just focus on yourself and where you're at and realize that you can make so much with what you have right now, even if it feels like nothing. Like, you don't need the coach to get started. Like coaches are great. I'm not putting down the coaching industry by any means whatsoever, but don't feel like you need to spend $10,000 and get fancy equipment and all these things to even try to make something happen, to even begin um, with your business. In a nutshell, I don't want anybody listening to this to feel like they have to feel confident from day one to even try running their business or making their dreams happen. I think that sometimes we begin to acquire that confidence as we do things. Even if we're doing them insecurely, at least we're doing them. We're taking action and we're trying to better ourselves because we want to believe in ourselves. We want to thrive and we may not be the, at the level of confidence that we want, but if we keep going and we keep proving to ourselves what we're really capable of, then that confidence begins to flourish and we realize that our depression and imposter syndrome and all of these other yucky thoughts don't have to be in control. 
And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Diana Get Social podcast. And if you really love this episode, it would mean the world to me to hear about it in a review from you. And for those of you that might have just found me right now in this podcast, if you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me through my handle at Diana Gets Social. Every single week, I host a free mini training to basically equip you with the tools to help you kick some more social media and design ass. But for those of you that are totally done DIYing everything and wearing all of the hats and are ready to only keep the hats that you really love and are really good at, head on over to my studio's website at www.dgsstudio.com. We love helping purpose-driven brands create better content than their competitors. We're basically like one of those crazy people who actually enjoys content creation and we are more than happy to take the content creation hat from you so you can go back to doing what you love and kicking more ass, making more clients happy in your business.